0: Hey everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Sunshine Boys Podcast. I'm Jim Williams, your host, Ira Kaufman. Joe Henderson and Tim Williams are all on assignment, but we have a very special guest and someone who will help us understand how to feed 110,000 of his favorite friends who just happened to drop by at the University of Michigan Big House to watch tomorrow's outstanding rivalry game between... The Ohio State Buckeyes and the Michigan Wolverines, and that person just happens to be a gentleman who is from the University of Michigan, and he is John Collier, the general manager of Sedexo University of Michigan. John, welcome. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate you being here. Let's talk about the care and feeding of 110,000 people. How um, do you create the menu ahead of time? What's take me through how you get to decide all right this is these things are goods you know are things that people like to buy and basically um how you create that menu
1: well fortunately this game is the always the last one of the year so we've at least got some experience this year and uh Sodexo has been here for we're, this is the 7th season so there's some past history about what people like and what they might not exactly like you know our job we know our job is to add value. People, there's a passionate fan base actually on both sides, and our job is to kind of add value wherever we can and make sure that uh, we're uh, helping them to enjoy the game as much as we can, which sometimes means just getting them back to their seat as fast as possible. Sometimes it means offering things that uh, they like. Sometimes it means offering things that they may have not tried before. So a, a combination of all that. Um as you said it's a it's a huge stadium so we have to offer things uh everywhere for people so they don't have to uh walk too far um but there's you know in our business there are people come uh, they're coming for football so they buy hot dogs pretzels popcorn the, you know the the basic sporting kind of venue things mm-hmm. but that but then uh, as you said with the uh, you know 110,000 people there's uh people that need uh Gluten free because of allergies. There's people that mm-hmm. have lifestyle preferences uh, from a vegan or vegetarian standpoint. Right. Um, so we we certainly try to offer all of the above.
0: John, when do you suppose has it been five, ten years that stadium food has changed dramatically to almost restaurant quality food?
1: Oh, sure. It's and it's, it's it's getting that way more and more every year. We really try to uh, we. Prop- try to provide a local atmosphere for people so uh they they come from all over the world to Ann Arbor which is a great food town so we try to represent that and again yeah we, we certainly every year we try to up the quality of what we offer uh, people with uh between food network and uh Instagram and Pinterest they're they they know what they like um so we we try to provide that and it's it's always a uh challenge with with that many people in a short time frame. With uh, with football, it's always, you, know, you have mm-hmm. some time pregame and, and you have halftime. So you try to do things as quickly as possible with as much quality as you can uh, at the right price.
0: Right. You know, it's funny. Um, a couple summers ago, uh, I was at Nationals Park here in Washington and went to, um, was heading through the corridors and there were more people in line to buy DC cupcakes than there uh-huh. were to buy beer. Sure. And I thought to myself, you know, not that that's a bad thing, just that it's it's a little different now. Right. Uh, people are actually, you know, yeah, they're going to drink, um, you know, the beverage of their choice. But now you see people, as you say, um, going for, you know, vegan, vegetarian and again the more upscale type of i mean they even sure. serve chicken and waffles at Yankee Stadium i mean right, it's right. it's an amazing situation so talk me through a little bit on saturday tomorrow um what type of vegetarian vegan what what kind of interesting foods is it that you're going to have on your menu tomorrow which people may not think of uh, specifically as uh, as sure. food at a at a uh, football game
1: right well again and and we know why most of the folks come uh but but we do like to offer different things for for people and again anyone that has a certain lifestyle that they want to maintain while they're come to mm-hmm. the game we want to help them with that we're We're fortunate to uh partner with plum Market which is a uh a local retailer here and they they do some great uh general chow's cauliflower wraps and some salads we we uh have a a very nice uh um noodles program that uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: from a ramen standpoint that, that people love. Um, we also try to, try to, again, like I said, try to partner with as many local people as we can. So mm-hmm. um, we have a a uh, coffee company called Bear Claw that's out of Ann Arbor that does, they roast their own and grind their own and uh, offer all sorts of different coffee beverages, which is, again, maybe a little different than you might expect at a football game.
0: Mm-hmm. How important it is, it working with local vendors in, um, you know, in a city like um, obviously University of Michigan's in Ann Arbor. You talked about the the great food cuisine that uh, is in Ann Arbor, and I had the pleasure of doing the University of Michigan football for three years. And you know, Ann Arbor is one of the great towns in the country. And if you've never been to a game at the Big House, by all means, go to it, and uh, John will feed you. But uh, <laughs> by all means. Uh, Talk a little bit about the importance of doing what you do on a local basis, working with local vendors, because I know that's something that really is done now pretty much on a regular basis at all the stadiums. They try to work with the local uh, restaurants or vendors that they know uh, that have the quality uh, product that you want to sell.
1: Right. Right. For sure. And and again, it's uh, like you said, it's a it's an iconic stadium in a in a great food, multicultural town. So again, we try to reflect that so if somebody is flying from uh out of state to here we wanna reflect what maybe they uh they will see around ann arbor so again from uh asian items to gluten free items to uh um again the the bear claw folks we our pizza is cottage inn which is a local Mm-hmm. Ann Arbor uh, Institution that, I've you eaten know, there. That, you, that you may know of. so yep. And we'll sell upwards of close to 4,000 of those on a game. So, uh, again, we try to represent that as much as we can. And and that's the fun part, too, that, that people can, uh, again, maybe get something a little different or, or something that represents the town that they're in.
0: Yeah, you know, it's funny. The the late Jack Kent Cook, who at the time um, owned the Los Angeles Lakers basketball team. Right. Sheldon Saltman, Shelley Saltman, who's a friend of ours, a friend of the podcast, uh, was the president of the Lakers, and they literally decided that they wanted to go out and find a hot dog that Jack Kencook could actually eat because he didn't like anything that they had that they were serving. Right. So is. One of the perks of the job, though, John, has to be <laughs> that you've got to taste test some of this stuff because you're not just going to put it out there. you're going to taste it and see if indeed it's something that uh, the you know the fans might like, so yeah sure walk us through the fact that I'm sure you're not the only person. there's probably a few other people that you can draw into this. but uh, how does that work out? How do you you know do you do a taste test of these things? How do you you know oh, yeah. what do you oh, yeah. have to I do guess, uh... to get it into the ballpark?
1: Well, again, we certainly don't want to serve something that we I wouldn't want personally eat, and, right. and everybody has different uh, sure. tastes on things. But you know, we we have a uh, executive chef Don that that's great at that. Um, we do what we uh, like doing. We have a a list of things that we potentially would want to put on a menu that's new, mm-hmm. and then we have the athletic department come and uh, they we give them a tasting and they kind of they kind of rate things and it gives us kind of an a, a overall idea of of popularity on things, our, our job is to make sure we can execute it well, too, that, again, with with thousands of people, you want to make sure you can do it right. So something mm-hmm. that you might be able to do uh, out of a small restaurant or to do 30, 40 at a time, um, we want to be able to do thousands of them. So, so it's a combination of both uh, mm-hmm. what we'd like to do, but also what we can make sure we uh, do it properly for folks.
0: Right. Do you guys still have that iconic um, uh, block M pretzel? That used oh, to be yeah, one of my. Yeah. The hot pretzel with the mustard on used to be one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, and uh, Ben's Pretzels has been a great partner for us, and they mm-hmm. they came up with a basically it's a mold that they they make uh, pretzels fresh. Uh, you can see them mm-hmm. making them, and in a shape of a block M. That uh, you know you see the block, the iconic block M, all over the world uh, from you know, Mount Everest <laughs> all the way down. So uh, pe- people love that. And it's, uh, again, they, they come for pretzels, but when they can get a block m once even a little bit more special.
0: Yeah, it adds a little to it. We're right. talking to John Collier, the general manager, Sodexo University of Michigan, the man behind the food. And uh, John, you've worked in a number of other areas and, you know, talk a little bit about how special the michigan ohio state rivalry is um to the folks in 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 the ann arbor area and for that matter for the state of michigan
1: yeah well it's it's like i said certainly a passionate fan base on both sides they 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 take it very seriously the interesting this year is the hundredth in a row which is is kind of hard to imagine Mm-hmm. And I believe 134 total games between the two universities. Yeah, um, with with a lot of back and forth, um, and you just just never know. And what's kind of fun for us is we we also feed the student athletes, uh, and we we fed the football players and their uh, parents and families mm-hmm. this morning. And you know they're, they're kids, they're 18, 19, mm-hmm. 20 year olds, but they're they they understand the importance to people that have gone to the university, people that mm-hmm. love the university and that uh may have been going to the games for 60 of those years or more. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, the the iconic rivalry part is uh it just adds to the energy, it adds to the excitement. And there's nothing like college athletics with the sounds mm-hmm. and the the uh colors and and people that again are are very passionate about uh supporting their team. Fortunately my, my office is uh at the stadium and I there's always people coming and take pictures of the uh the outside of it and I know it's a kind of a bucket list place for for mm-hmm. quite a few people, so
0: I think to me the thing that always was amazing was we would get there about five o'clock in the morning and there wouldn't be anyone. And, you know, you'd be continuing your work and getting ready for the broadcast. And, you know, about eleven AM you could see things start to you will know, fill up a little bit, and by the noon kickoff, the place was totally packed, and you wondered where the heck all these people came from because, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you look up and there's a hundred thousand plus people in the in the uh, uh, in the big house. And the interesting thing, if you've never been, ladies and gentlemen, is that it goes down into the ground, so they probably could put another fifty thousand uh, seats up there. In an upper deck portion to it, the way it was crafted, it was a phenomenally well-crafted building, and uh, there really isn't a bad seat in that house. Or if there is, I haven't found it.
1: No, not at all. And it it, uh, it it doesn't feel like that many people, mm-hmm. even if you're looking out on them. Uh, again, because it is kind of a bowl, like you said, and mm-hmm. built into the side of a hill. Um, and I'm sure somebody at some point would like to add those fifty thousand seats to it, but. Um, we may have to add another kitchen for that, but
0: yeah exactly, which will be okay, uh, but, that's all right now yeah. you're talking a little bit about the training table feeding the kids today what's a what would be an average training table look like
1: well it's uh again for us we we feed all of the student athletes from mm-hmm. uh, uh gymnastics to wrestling mm-hmm. to football to basketball. So there's something a little mm-hmm. bit different. The, we're fortunate that the university has a number of registered dietitians that work with us mm-hmm. to, to make sure the student-athletes are getting exactly what they need when they need it uh, from a performance standpoint. Um, and based on the, the day and the time and, and pre- or post-workout, it can change a lot, again, based on what the dietitians think uh, will help them to to maintain their peak performance. And you know the, the kids work really hard. they sometimes they'll need ten thousand calories a day just to just to maintain a weight. Um, so again, it's our job to kind of help with that.
0: Mhm. Give them plenty of different varieties of fruits and oh, yeah. and, and yep. meats and all kinds of stuff.
1: Right, right. And they, you know, they have, uh, certain certain numbers of proteins, of course, and and smoothies and yogurt and and mm-hmm. salad. But uh, they they certainly like to have them. Uh, just just like anybody having a balanced diet with uh, the, the right numbers of fruits and vegetables and that kind of thing
0: well john we're, how can we follow you guys on social media so that we know how to uh, you know to find your fine group
1: well we're at uh umish game food uh both on uh Twitter and instagram and uh we we put out uh, hopefully a little bit, uh, some insider kind of things that, that people may not be able to uh, get from other sources. Uh, certainly UMich athletics and uh, UMich football are, uh, are are great ones to follow as well, for sure.
0: Well, there you go. Well, Sodexo University of Michigan General Manager, John Collier, thanks very much for being our guest today on the Sunshine Boys, and we hope you have a great time tomorrow uh, when Ohio State and Michigan get together and uh, go blue. Yeah,
1: go blue. It'll be fun. Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it.
0: My pleasure. The Sunshine Boys Podcast will return after these words from Alpha Romeo. When you look for things, when you search the polished showrooms, the markets, the runway shows, you are looking for me. Beyond luxury and status beyond capability and utility. You are looking for me. And when you dream, when you dream of an SUV existing far beyond the ordinary, an SUV steeped in performance, infused with passion, artistic beyond description, you unknowingly dream of me. I am the end of your search, your drive, your dream. I am what you live for. I am the Alfa Romeo Stelvio, the first sport utility vehicle created by Alfa Romeo. Well, that brings to a close yet another edition of the Sunshine Boys podcast. Now, if for some reason you have yet to subscribe to um, the Sunshine Boys, look, it's free and you can do it in five different places. You can do it at the iTunes store. You can do it at Google play. You can do it at blog talk radio. You can, if you already have downloaded the very popular stitcher app, which has all types of outstanding podcasts on it. All you have to do is search sunshine, the sunshine boys podcast and poof, we will come to your phone on a weekly basis. Now, If you're part of the 125 million people, myself included, who have the TuneIn app on your phone or your tablet, again, all you have to do is search the Sunshine Boys Podcast, and again, it will be delivered to your phone or tablet every week. Well, for Ira Kaufman and Joe Henderson, who who are on assignment, and Tim Williams, who's on assignment, I'm Jim Williams, and I want to say thanks to our special guests, of course, and that would be John Collier, the general manager of Sedexo University of Michigan, the man who puts together the menu, and certainly a big menu, for over 110,000 people who will see Michigan host Ohio State tomorrow noon at the Big House in Ann Arbor. Well, we hope that you have a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday, and uh, we'll be checking back with you next week. Okay, take care.